Hallelujah. God's doing extraordinary things in our midst. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I'm expecting great things in this service. I'm expecting great things in our 11 o'clock service. I encourage you. I was here yesterday morning when Dr. Savell and Brother Joe got to minister to our, our church in South Africa. And, uh, you know, we had a, had a few complications with things working the way they wanted to, but we were able to see them. And uh, he was able to minister to them and, and so forth. So, uh, so anyway, I'm looking forward to it. And they deposited great words into, into uh, South Africa yesterday and, incur- and in believing God's going to do some great things in, in our, uh, in our t- 11 o'clock service. And also, don't forget about tonight. Uh, we have an apostolic night tonight at 6 o'clock with Dr. Savell. And we are, we are also, uh, you know, he instructed us to be praying about over the last month on sowing a seed toward our building, toward our future, our destiny, about rising and building, and looking forward to the word that God's placed on the inside of our apostle, uh, founding pastor uh, for, uh, for this church body and where we're going and what God's doing. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, turn to Jeremiah chapter 23. <clears throat> And I've been in a series a number of weeks. And I mean, last week, I thought, yes, last week was such a great service. Great service last week with Ray Bench. Amen. Did you, did you enjoy that? Wasn't that refreshing? Wasn't that great insight and revelation about your, your place in the body? Amen. What an awesome time I had with him and looking forward to having him back in the future. <clears throat> but I've been talking about I promise. And I'm going to continue that on uh, this morning. And I'm going to read a couple things um, from Dr. Hill's prophetic word that he gave us back in <clears throat> October. And um, just read, read, not reading the whole thing, but it says this. He says, a new era has begun and more and more signs and wonders will be seen in 2021. For those who will heed my voice and obey my words, they'll experience my goodness and my power as never seen nor heard. They'll see the fruit of their faithfulness come bursting forth and they'll prosper and flourish like never before. Abundance and overflow, that's what they'll see. That's what, make it, that's what I'll see. Amen. I'll bring it to pass because of their love and their obedience to me. No longer will their enemy have the upper hand, for my spirit is moving, and an outpouring of my power is coming upon the land. Now, now don't... don't don't just brush over that, all right? We, we, sometimes when we, we read prophecies or read things, we can, we can you know, read it. For those who will hear my voice and my words, I'm swearing to see the fruit of him and I'm bursting forth. And okay, I did it. It's, it's, uh, I, did my, I confessed it today. No, what, what it, receive the revelation of what's being said. He says, no longer will the enemy have the upper hand. Some of you need to shout to God about that. Amen. Hallelujah. For my spirit is moving and an outpouring of my power is coming upon the land. Hallelujah. Some of you aren't wanting it like I'm wanting it. Think about his power being outpoured upon the land. Now, now think about it. when his power showed up in, 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 in Chronicles, it said his power, his glory was so heavy that they couldn't even stand to minister. I'm looking for some Sunday mornings where I can't stand up. 
I'm looking for some Sunday mornings where you just can't go home. I mean, if you don't want that kind of church, you probably need to find another one. I said a lot of statements like that recently. <laughs> but but the, the point is, is, the thing is, is I want what God wants. We know what he wants. He, he, he's, he, he is, you know what? He's wanting to show up just as much as we're wanting to show, him up, show up. He's not the one holding anything back. No longer will the enemy have their upper hand. My spirit is moving and outpouring. My power is coming upon the land. Many triumphant victories will mark this new era. It's what I plan, so rest in me. Miracle after miracle, that's what I'll do. Decree it and receive it and know that it's true. Refuse to be swayed by what's said in the news. With me on your side, how can you lose? Can you say that with me? Refuse to be swayed by what's said in the news. With me on your side, how can you lose? Then it says this, so stay with my word, it's faithful and true. I'll bring it to pass and great things I will do. I've been talking about I promise. Don't be swayed by what's said in the news. With me on your side, how can you lose? I talked about the blessing. And, you know, if you've been listening to any of these in Numbers chapter 6, I talked about the blessing that the Lord told Moses to tell Aaron to speak to the people. And this blessing was the Lord would bless you. What, what did that word bless mean? Remember, the, the very root word of the word bless means to kneel. Meaning God came down on, God saying, I want to come on my level and release who I am to you. I want to get down on my level. And I see God is abundant. He's not lacking anything. And he see the whole reason when he made it, he made Adam and Eve is so he could have a relationship. That's what he desired from the very beginning. He's like, he's like, I want someone I can be in a relationship with. I want someone that I can pour my love on. I want someone that I can deposit who I am and what I have into them. So God is saying, I want the Lord bless you. I want to get down on your level and give you everything that I have. Not only that, but I want to protect you, keep you. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious towards you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and what? Give you peace. This is the Father's heart. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. As I was meditating on this in connection with some of the other things, some of the things I've already communicated this morning is, is the fact that when I hear this, that God wants to bless you and his face shine upon you. That, that only happens with nearness. That only happens with close proximity. This isn't, this isn't some sort of distant relationship. No, this is something that's face to face. This is something that's personal. Don't be swayed by what's said in the news with me on your side. How can you lose? 
I've talked about a number of things concerning what God promises and His promises concerning His blessing. But this morning, I want to talk about the promise of He's with us. I'm with them. Now, we, we live in a, in a day and age where there's a, and I'm not good at this, but we live in an age where they call it DIY. Now, Sam is really good at DIY. I've seen some of Sam's DIY, do it yourself. I am not a DIY kind of guy. I asked my wife. I mean, hey, a Phillips head screwdriver in a flathead, I think it was 10 years ago. I wasn't sure which one was which. It was a screwdriver. I'd, and I'd hand one. I'm like, which one? I'm, I don't I'm Sorry, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I, I wasn't, I'm not that. Anyway, but <laughs> stop shaking your head. That's not funny. But I, I am just not a do-it-yourself kind of guy. We, You know, years ago when we were believing God for a house and and... And, you know, uh, we were in our first year of marriage, and, and we had, uh, we, God blessed Annette with a home. And when we got married, we, we, we moved into her home, and it was three-bedroom, but we had, we had um, three kids. And, and so one was about to graduate high school, and uh, Andy at that time was 13, going on 14, and uh, Bryn, was, Bryn was three. And so Bryn had to sleep in, in our bedroom, uh, on the floor in our bedroom. It was a small bedroom, and, and so we were needing, needing a place to live in. We, we were just like kind of in a hurry to find something, and we kept looking for things, looking for places to move into, and, and we, just, we just couldn't find anything that we could agree on. Let's put it that way. <laughs> And she would, she'd be looking at all these houses and she went to look at this one house and, and we walk in and, 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 and we walk in and, and she's like, man, this is a great fixer upper. <laughs> see, see, we, we'd only been married six months at the time. She doesn't know that I'm not a fixer upper kind of guy. I just, and then it was like, I, I mean, sorry, honey, I, and she's like, well, I, I, I can do these things. I can do these. And so she would bring all these houses and we'd go look at them. And, 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 and we'd, we'd walk, we, she's, I love this house. I, I love this house. And I would just be quiet. How do I let her down easy? <laughs> and I wouldn't make a say. And she, finally, she would just look out the window. I'm, I'm not going to look for any more houses because you just don't like anything that I, I said. I said, we'll know it when we see it. And, and um, <laughs> we'll know when we see it. And I'm like, by the, t- by the way. We're pastoring. When do we have time to do a fixer-upper? <laughs> I love you, honey. Or hang a picture. <laughs> you know, anyway, long story short, God blessed us. God sent us to the right house. She actually went into a home that was a model home that was fully furnished. And, and it was, it was exactly everything we wanted. And we went in, they said, they said, you know, this price, not furnished, this price fully furnished. I offered them a thousand dollars above what they said, not furnished. They took it. And so we stepped into a house with every picture, beds, mattresses, pictures, everything decorated. So we didn't have to fix anything up. (laughs) And thank God I didn't have to hang a picture either. And 13 years later, we haven't changed anything. (laughs) 
I was not planning on talking about all this, but I'm just not a DIY kind of guy. It just, and you know what? Some other people shouldn't be either. Now, now show some of show show some of these pictures. You know, let, let's look at some of these pictures. We have some of the pictures up there. That one. Now that's that's a that's a that's a before picture. Now let's look at the after picture. All right, let's show another one. You just get. You just keep go through, go through them. <laughs> See, you know, we call these Pinterest fails. I think there's a there's a show on Netflix, Netflix called Nailed It. <laughs> but anyway, you know, we 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 this whole aspect of do it yourself. And if you're a do it yourself kind of person. Praise the Lord. Thank God for you. You can, I'll let you come do some things for me. But, but the point is, is we live in a culture. If we're not careful, we'll constantly live in this aspect of, I'm just going to do it myself. You know, we have the mentality of, I don't, I don't need, I don't need family. I don't need parents. I don't need a church. I don't need a pastor. I don't, I don't need I don't need and and I don't need God. I I can do this. Why can or even maybe this? You know, well I can do all this, but I'll just let God show up when I can't do it. No, no, I need God in everything. Look at Jeremiah twenty three. Jeremiah twenty three, verse twenty three. He said, "Am I a God at hand?" Says the Lord, and not a God afar off? Question mark. So he's asking them a question. He goes, am I a God at hand and not a God afar off? He's asking them a question. He's really asking them a question because, because they were wanting to follow false prophets. Because they liked what the prophets had to say more than what God was saying. And then they were trying to compare. And he said, you'd rather listen to a prophet's dreams than you'd rather listen to my word. And he goes on this a little farther in the same chapter and he says, but my words like a fire and my words like a hammer, but yet the words of a prophet are just like smoke. And, and so we can get to a thing where, where we will try to do things in our own self. And that's constantly what the children of Israel were trying to do is constantly do things in their own ability and do things in their own strength. And so God's really kind of just asking them a question, and it's really just really to prove their ignorance. And he's saying, am I a God that's at hand, or am I a God that's far off? And then he says this, he says, can any hide himself in secret that I shall not see him, says the Lord? Do not I fill heaven and earth, says the Lord? Meaning, whether it's heaven or earth, I fill it. So, I, so the question is, I'm a God at hand. Why? Because I feel heaven and I feel earth. So we have to have this concept that God is ever with us. Let's look at Psalms 139. Psalms 139. Father, open our eyes. Let us not be ignorant. Let us be dependent. 
Psalms 139 verse 7 says, Where could I go from your spirit or where could I flee from your presence? That's another question. Psalmist is saying here, he says, Where could I go from your spirit or where could I flee from your presence? And then he answers the question himself. He goes, If I ascend up to heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in Sheol, the place of the dead, behold, you're there. If I take the wings of the morning or dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall your hand lead me and your right hand shall hold me. Think about that. Where could I go? If I go here, you're there. Even if I have wings, even if I go away to a far place, it's even there your hand's going to lead me. Even though I want to escape, even when I want to escape, I want to get away. When I call out on you, call to you, you're right there. The moment I call to you and your hand's going to hold me. He says, even if surely the darkness shall be, shall cover me and the night shall be a light about me. Yea, the darkness hides not from you. I mean, even if in the darkest place I've ever been in, he says this, the darkness doesn't hide from you. Why? Because when the moment God shows up, there's no darkness. Darkness is obliterated when God shows up. Yea, the darkness hides not from you, but the night shines as the day, and the darkness and the light are both alike to you. You see, he's everywhere. He is omnipresent. He's omniscient. He is, he is everywhere at all times. He, and there's nothing he can't do. But we just can't have, as a believer, have this concept far out somewhere that there's this universal idea that God is everywhere. No, we need to have this understanding. I wrote it this way. We need to move from having just an understanding of his universal presence to have an understanding of his manifest presence. Can I say that again? We need to move from having just an understanding of his universal presence to understand his manifested presence. Many Christians believe that he is always there, but, but they often live as if he's not. We have to have a sensitivity of his nearness. As we have a sensitivity of his nearness, our experience of him will grow. If we get this truth it will revolutionize our lives and our relationship with God. Living with a constant conscious awareness of God's presence is what will keep us strong. Living with a constant awareness of his presence keeps hope alive. It's impossible to have a constant conscious awareness of his presence and still not have hope. The only way Ephesians 2 tells us that they're in the world without God and they have no hope. So the only way to be without hope is that have an awareness that there's not a God. If you have no hope, it's mean be, that means you've let go of God's existence and you don't understand his presence. An awareness of his closeness will remind us that we are his children and that he will continue to empower our lives. Let me say that again. Awareness of his closeness will remind us that we are his children and that he will continue to empower our lives. Go to Hebrews chapter 13.
you, Father. Hebrews chapter 13. Before I read that, there's many places in the Old Testament not taking time to go to them this morning, but just for, for just understanding this important that God's with us, this importance that God's with us, he, he showed up to Moses and told Moses to prophesy over Joshua. And he says, don't fear. Don't fear. Why? I'm with you. The angel, God shows up again to Joshua himself in Joshua chapter 1. Tells him what? Don't, don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. Why? I'm with you. I'm with you. Sometimes in my life and going through difficult times, I've had to just get quiet. And not just know that God's with me. They're having this concept of here, but nobody take that time and saying, he's with me now. You're here right now. Thank you, Father. His manifested presence. Gideon, he showed up to Gideon while he was beating wheat in a wine press. And he tells him, and they have this conversation, and God tells him this. He goes, fear not, you mighty man of valor. He goes, I will be with you, and you will defeat this army. As pretty much he says this, you'll defeat this army as one man. But it was this awareness of God's presence. We have to get Christianity out <clears throat> off the shelf as some sort of religion. No. <clears throat> what makes Christianity Christianity is his ever abiding presence. Let's look at Hebrews thirteen. <clears throat> in the King James in verse five it says, Let your conversation be without covetousness. And be content with such things as you have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. The Amplified says, let your character or more disposition be free from the love of money, including greed, various lusts, craving for earthly possessions, and be satisfied with your present circumstances and with what you have. For he, God himself, has said, I will not in any way fail you, give up on you, nor leave you without support. I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless or forsake you, nor let you down, relax my hold on you, assuredly not. Wow. Now, you can, I've, I've heard religion, religion come from the standpoint of the scripture that talks about, <clears throat> talking about the first part, let your conversation be without covetousness, or the Amplified says, let your character um, be, be satisfied with your present. Meaning, meaning, and they'll use this as, well, God just wants you poor. That, that's not what this is saying. No, he, he talks about let your conversation be without covetousness. See, this is about what you're talking about. Conversation here also means your attitude in the way you do things. Meaning, meaning my focus shouldn't be about natural things. My focus should be about the one that supplies my need. 
It's not about that God doesn't want you to have things. He just doesn't want things to have you. He, he doesn't want all your conversation about what you can do with your hands. Let your conversation be without covetousness. Covetousness is the desire for what someone else has. Meaning, stop talking about what you don't have and start talking about the God that has everything. Let's not rehearse what you don't have. Let's stop talking about what you're wanting and what your flesh wants, but let's start talking about what your God can do. So, so let your conversation, let your, let your life reflect something. Let your life reflect that you trust God. Let your life reflect that God is with you and God will supply for you and that God will never leave you nor forsake you. With Joshua, what made it sound like this? Joshua, stop talking about that Moses is gone. Stop talking about, children of Israel, stop talking about how, how good it was in, Israel, in Egypt. But realize that I'm with you and I won't fail you. Stop talking about uh, all the things from your past. Stop talking about all these things. Stop talking about what you don't have. Stop talking about your lack. Stop talking about all those other things and start talking about that I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I will never relax my hold on you. And the next verse is key as well. Now let's, let's go back to Amplify, just the last half of the verse. For he, God himself, has said, I will not in any way fail them. Fail you, give up on you, leave you without support. I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless nor forsake you, let you down or relax my hold on you, assuredly not. Now, so, so because of that revelation, so we take comfort and are encouraged and we confidently and boldly say, the Lord is my helper. Vic, can you say helper for me? I like how you say helper. My help, my helper, my helper, my helper. See, the Lord will, the Lord is with me. He won't leave me nor forsake me. And so because that's my focus, I take comfort and I can boldly say the Lord is my comfort. Now it's one thing to say he's my comfort or he's my helper. Now, if we really understood what this word helper from, this isn't actually, the only way this is actually translated is translated in the Old Testament, this particular word helper. It's two times in the New Testament, but in the Old Testament, it actually means this, to surround about you with aid and support. To surround you. You, you don't, if you're surrounding it, you're there. You, if I bring people up here and, and we surround a certain person, they're there. You can't surround somebody at a distance. No, it says this. He will not fail me, so I take comfort and I boldly say, the Lord is my helper. So because I know God's with me, he is going to surround me with aid and support. He is the God of abundant overflow and he is with me and, and, and I can boldly say he is my comfort and I can boldly say he is my helper. He is surrounding me with aid and support. There's nothing I don't lack because I'm not without a God 
Hallelujah. I'm not without a helper. I'm not without the one that has all power, all ability, all sufficiency, all strength. He's the great physician. He is my righteousness. Hallelujah. He is my shepherd. He's my sanctifier. He's my deliverer. Hallelujah. He has set me free. He breaks shackles. He breaks chains. Hallelujah. He redeems. Hallelujah. So we understand that's my helper at work and he's with me. He's with me. He's with me. This is what we have to understand because this is his promise. I'll never leave them nor will I forsake them. And I will never leave them without support. See, if you, but if you, if you let distress and, and life overwhelm you and, and being swayed in the new, being swayed by what's said in the news, then, then you don't realize he's with you. You just have what I just said. You have a universal idea that he surrounds you, but you don't have a revelation of his manifested presence that's with you. His manifested presence is with you. Hallelujah. 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 Go to, go to John chapter, John chapter uh, five, I believe it is. Jesus had to have this awareness. Jesus had to have this awareness. This was a promise. This was a promise. Hallelujah. Every day. Every day know that he's with you. Every day. You know, you can walk with him every day. You can can talk to him every day. Thank you, Father. You can have conversations with God every day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. John chapter 5, verse, uh, verse uh, let's see, thank you, Father. Verse 19, it says, Then answered Jesus and said to them, Verily, verily, I say to you, the Son can do what? Let that sink in just for a moment. We're talking about Jesus here. Now, you've, a lot of you may have heard me teach on this a lot. But think about that. <laughs> The son can do nothing of himself. Nothing of himself. Thank you, Father. The son can do nothing of himself. Look at verse 30. It says, I can of my what? Own self. I can of my own self do nothing. Nothing. Let's go to John chapter 8. John chapter 8. Thank you, Father. John chapter 8, verse 28. Then said Jesus unto them, When you have lifted up the Son of Man... Then shall you know that I am he, and that I do nothing of my what? Nothing. See, Jesus was not a DIY kind of guy. You see, when I DIY, I mess it up. In life, when I DIY'd... (laughs) I kind of look like that Nutella cup thing that just 
This is what it was supposed to look like, but this is what it looks like. God says, Justin, this is what I wanted to look like, but with your, when Justin, you took over, this is what it looked like. Can you relate to that? Jesus said, I do nothing of myself, but as my Father hath taught me, I speak these things. And he that sent me is what? Verse 29. This is going to be interactive. And he that, he that sent me is what? He that sent me is what? Wow. He that sent me is with me. And the Father, what? Has not left me alone. But yeah, how often do we leave him alone? Just, just so we know, if you're far from God today, he's not the one that moved. If, if you feel like heaven is, is silent towards you, he's not the one that's moved and he's not the one that stopped talking. Maybe we're the ones that stopped listening. See, we can't live a life of do it yourself and expect God's glory to manifest in our lives. He sent me, is with me, and the Father has not left me alone, for I do always those things that please Him. Go to John chapter 15. Just a few more verses. Thank you, Father, for your promises that are yes and amen. And I thank you for the promises that you're with us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, that we live with a constant conscious awareness of your manifested presence. Constant conscious of your your presence. John 15, verse 5, and this is Jesus speaking for the sake of time. We'll read verse 4. It says, Abide in me, and I in you as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can you except you abide in me. I am the vine, and you are the branches. He that abides in me. See, if you abide in something, then you're with something. I am the vine, you are the branches, and he that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. You see, when we are with him, when he is with us, it says we bear much fruit, abundant overflow. See, we will see abundant overflow as we are resting in the promise and knowing that he is with us. I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abides in me and I in him, the same brings forth much fruit. Now listen to this. For without me, you can do nothing. So with God... I can bear much fruit without God, nothing. I like the sound of bear much fruit. How about you? With God, bear much fruit. Without God, nothing. (laughs) With me, without me. (laughs) I saw you, Sam. This has to be, and the thing is, it's a promise. It's a promise. 
His ever-abiding presence. Having a constant, conscious awareness of Him every day. Let me close with this, a couple of verses. Matthew 28. <clears throat> Matthew 28. Sometimes just let the Word interpret, interpret things. Hallelujah. He's with us. Matthew 28. Thank you, Lord. Verse 18. And Jesus came and he spoke unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things, Whatsoever I command you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Wow. Teaching them. Teaching them. Teaching them. To observe all things whatsoever I commanded you, and lo, what? I am with you always. Jesus couldn't do without the Father. We can't do it without Jesus. We can't do it without the Holy Spirit. There's so many directions I could go this morning, things we could add on to this, but knowing that in, in John chapter 14, Jesus told the disciples that, that I'm sending the Holy Spirit, and He'll not only be with you, but what He'll be in you. A constant, conscious awareness of his presence <clears throat> every day take a moment to get quiet and be conscious and think about his presence think about him being with you think about him being next to you think about when you're not sure of the situation that you're about to go into that that you're not sure how it's going to turn out but as you step in there realize that Jesus is true to his word and he says lo I am what I am with you always I'm with you always. When you go to work tomorrow, realize that he's with you always. When you lay your head down tonight, realize that he's with you always. When the doctor comes with a bad report, I want you to sit there, get quiet for a moment, and realize he's with you always. Mark chapter 16, he does something similar. He talks about the preaching the gospel right here at the end of Mark 16. And he says this in, in, in verse 19, it says, So then after the Lord had spoken to them, he received up to heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere. The Lord, what? Working with them. So in Matthew, it says that, that, that I will be with you till the end of the earth, end of the age. And here it says, I'll be working with them. Working with them. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your word today. And we thank you for the peace that it brings. The strength that it brings. Hallelujah. Everyone stand to your feet.